Welcome to Lily, the voice of Alice von Hildebrand. I'm John Henry Crosby, founder and president of the Hildebrand Project. Alice von Hildebrand, known as Lily to her friends, inspired audiences with her wit and wisdom in over 300 appearances on TV and radio. This podcast is a treasury of those archival recordings. This is the ninth episode in the series on Dietrich von Hildebrand's book, The Art of Living. In this conversation, Lily reflects on what she calls a crucial and forgotten virtue, gratitude. Now, here's Lily. You know, I have a special love for this uh, chapter and for very personal reasons. My husband wrote it very shortly before his death. He wrote it in a few days and one day he turned to me and he said, you know what a key, what is a key to happiness? And I said, well, you tell me. He said, gratitude. Now he says, unless you are grateful, unless you realize all the immense gifts that God showers upon you from morning to night, you will never find happiness. You will always grab for more. You will always be dissatisfied. You will always say, why well, haven't got this and that and that? So you can truly say that this is a song of gratitude of a man who was dying and wanted to acknowledge that he was infinitely indebted to God for all the gifts that he had received. First and foremost, the gift of faith. You know, and have to say with immense sadness that I do not thank God frequently for my faith. And nevertheless, I know full well that if I had no faith, I probably would be living in darkness and despair. How many times do I go to church and say, my God, I thank you for this unmerited gift. Mm. How many of us thank God for the blessed, holy Roman Catholic Church that teaches us the teaching of Christ, unpolluted, unchanged through the centuries? How many of us thank God for the sacraments, for baptism, that gives us a share in God's very life, for confirmation that strengthens us, for the Eucharist, which is the food of angels, which is something so unbelievable that actually we should get up in the morning and say, my God, I thank you for the gift of being able to receive your very body. For penance, I mean, just imagine how despaired I would be upon looking back on my life and all my failures and weaknesses and sins and suddenly say, well, that's you. And I know that through the blood of Christ, if I go to the sacrament of penance and say to God sincerely, I have sinned, O Lord, but I know that you're going to forgive me and then I can become whiter than snow and I become a new creature. What an immense source of gratitude. You take marriage, this remarkable, unique bond between a husband and a wife, between a male and a female who love each other and want to give one each other, and to know that this is not only a natural bond, it becomes a source of grace. You take people that are sick and dying, and that the church still turns to them to give them strength and courage to go on their last voyage to eternity and, of course, the priesthood for those who have the grace of receiving it. Now, suppose that apart from that, I 
thank were to thank God for my marriage, for the gift that my husband has been in my life. And even though I'm a widow, and of course, I know the pains of widowhood. Next month, a short book on mine on the sorrows of widows is going to be published at Subenville. And in spite of that, I should have an immense gratitude in my life because I've known him, because he loved me and I loved him, and because this love is super actually still living in my heart and in his heart. If you realize all the gifts of knowing truth, the beauty of nature, the fact that I've never been hungry in my life, and I could go on and on and on. How many of us use our imagination to picture vividly all the gifts that we have received? We take them for granted, yes, we and we only complain about the things that we haven't got. I was thinking not too many years ago, it was a tradition in this country, perhaps it still is in some places, but on the Feast of Thanksgiving, to in that one day at least, thanking God for this that, and the other thing that you just mentioned, but as you were saying, and your husband says, certainly the happy person is the grateful person. To spend five minutes, perhaps a day, doing exactly what you're saying, recounting the, the graces, the things that have happened in the past day, as well as those things that we've had continually throughout our lives, including the crosses we've been able to bear through difficult circumstances. But I mean, we'll have to discuss, I mean, the question of crosses we have to bear, this is something that my husband pays particularly attention to, because the question is, should we be grateful for crosses? Well, I mean, this is something that I'm going to turn to in a moment, but I mean, at any rate, suppose that we used our imagination to remember all the blessings that we have received. And usually what people do is to recall all the things that they haven't received and to complain about it. If you're enjoying this podcast, we encourage you to follow the Hildebrand Project on social media and subscribe to our newsletter to read about new events and publications. To learn more, please visit us at hildebrandproject.org. Thanks again for listening. Now, back to Lily. Now, of course, the question is that we know that through God's infinite goodness, everything profits the man who loves God. St. Paul says that you're going to formulate it better, isn't it? So that all everything things, turns to... The, yes. All things work together for good for those who love God. So therefore, we know through St. Paul that whatever happens to us is ultimately going to lead to our good if we sit in the last of Christ. And nevertheless, mm. my husband insists that there is a radical difference between blessings that we receive and crosses that we receive. And this is so beautifully and profoundly expressed in the Catholic liturgy. Then we pray to receive our daily bread. I don't say, give us today our daily bread. I don't pray to God, dear God, today make me staff. We don't pray for that. We say from famine and war, deliver us, O Lord. I don't say, dear Lord, send us war and famine so that I can praise you better. You take Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane, who realizing the tortures that he had to undergo, say, O oh, Father, take away this chalice from me. And then he adds, Thy will be done. He did not say, send me this chalice. And therefore, it seems to me that it is extremely important 
to understand the essence and the nature of Roman Catholicism, which is so classical, which knows so well to make distinctions between various things, a distinction between what are blessings from which we should be grateful mm -hmm. and what are crosses that God sends us. Now, what we have to see when God sends a cross, give me your grace, O Lord, and I'll be able to carry it. And in eternity, I will understand that this was not an unloving thing that you sent me, but that he has a deep meaning and purpose. Because when you look at the crosses that God sends you, you can see after a while that they had a deep and profound meaning because there are certain things that we learn only well, through the cross. That's what I meant, be grateful for the crosses we've been able to bear by God's grace, and then after they're over, you say to see the, uh, well, the positive. We can, we can be grateful for the benefits of the cross, right, brings exactly. us, And then, of course, there's always a possibility of saying, my God, I want to be reunited with you. Mm -hmm. And you were on the cross, and therefore I'm going to accept it. But obviously, we should prefer that Christ had not been crucified, and we should prefer that there'd be no crosses. Right. I mean, this is a consequence of sin. Because sometimes you meet people that have a sort of unhealthy exaltation and say, please send me as many crosses as possible. Please make me suffer for your sake. Yeah. And as soon as the cross comes, they crush and collapse. I say, my God, have mercy on my weakness. Please protect me. Protect me from sickness. I mean, which one of us is going to say, dear God, send me cancer? Right. And when someone has cancer, we say, have the goodness of healing this person. In religious life, we have to be so careful to have this sort of holy sobriety, mm -hmm. which my husband has described so beautifully in Transformation in Christ, and realize there's a radical difference between the things that we have to be grateful for and the things that are objective evils, mm -hmm. and nevertheless have a meaning and are to be accepted in an act of faith in God's infinite goodness. I'm thinking St. Teresa of Avila, she made that famous statement. Ot mori, ot, ot, ot pati ot mori. Yes. Either mm. suffer or die. And then she, well, I was, yes, <clears throat> I was thinking, she said, be very careful if you ask for a cross because you're quite apt to get it. <laughs> and then on top of it, then realize mm. that I haven't got the strength of doing it. Yes, you know, it seems to me that in the name of humility and holy sobriety, it is enough to say, my God, give me the strength to send me, to carry the crosses that you sent me. But you have to be very, very careful to ask for extra courses because it might be a sign of pride, of overestimating your own strength, and then afterwards saying to God, how did you do that to me? And then turn in bitterness and despair. Yeah. So you see what my husband does try to say is that the classical Christian attitude is to make a distinction between health and sickness, between beauty and ugliness, between life and death. You know, if a person that I love is very, when my husband was very, very sick, I beg God daily, save his life. And then adding that will be done. And if you take him away from me, give me the, give me the strength to carry this particular cross. Mm. And so, I mean, it seems to me that this is of tremendous importance in order to have the sound Christian Catholic attitude. Thank you for listening to Lily, the voice of Alice von Hildebrand. We hope you enjoyed this episode. New episodes of Lily are released every week. Please share our podcast with your friends and family and subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you would like to support the production of this podcast, we invite you to become a monthly donor or to give a one-time gift. To donate, please visit hildebrandproject.org forward slash giving. For more information and updates, follow the Hildebrand Project on social media and sign up for our newsletter in the show notes. Thank you again for listening and helping support the legacy of Alice von Hildebrand.